Hey everybody, welcome to Proceed with Caution. This is a NASCAR and other forms of racing podcast, and I am uh, Rob Lowe's NFL hat, and my co-host is... I am XJ Dirt on on the bird, and um, right. we're, ha- we're happy to have you here. So, uh, for those of you who uh, did not keep their nose to the streets, as it were. Um, new game's coming out. That's right. New game called NASCAR 21 Ignition. Am I, am I saying that right? Yes, sir. That's right. Uh, will be released in October on Xbox, PlayStation, and PC. Uh, that's kind of the first place I wanted to I at launch, at launch, yeah, there there will be a next gen patch. Uh, well, well, that's why I said Xbox and PlayStation because it's not. Um, I didn't want to. Sp- I wanted to specify that that wasn't just Xbox One or PS4. Uh, they will be making a next gen patch for PS5 and Xbox Series X slash S. Uh, the game will not be coming to Nintendo Switch, which is um bit disappointing for me uh that was the platform i was looking forward to playing the game on uh, i do so understand i do game. understand right i do understand why um i'm i'm just i'm just not sure that the switch could run it uh, i took a look at the specs for uh the recommended specs for the pc version i can pull those up here in a second uh and i think a lot of people's switches would uh, catch on fire if if that was the case so um so Maybe for the best is not coming out for the switch. So from everything I've heard from um Real Radman, shout out to him. Uh great YouTuber. Great you should YouTuber. check out his content. Absolutely. I, I'm not positive, but he might be a shareholder in motorsports games or something. Okay. Because he, he's always got the inside scoop on the stuff, and like I think he's like listened to earnings calls and stuff like that. And uh, the only reason I'm explaining this is because he has consistently mentioned that there will be a switch port for this game via the um, sales calls that he's listened to. Um, like they had a quarterly earnings call last month for obviously the second quarter. And, you know, obviously that's going to lead to an update on the game that's coming out. And they mentioned in that that a switch port will be coming for this game. Now, before you continue, I have some uh, some questions. Okay. Um, we've seen switch ports of other games before uh, in the past, notably Two K. Right, which is which is on one, which is actually I was going to mention Two K as one of the good ones um, because essentially, uh, yeah, I guess for better or worse, NBA Two K is pretty much the same game um at least at least as the as the cur- the should i say current gen or last gen i feel like i should say, i feel like i should, feel like i should say current gen because like five people have a ps5 right now um so i'm i yeah, current gen ps4 and xbox one um aside from frame rate those are pretty much the same games as you get on a switch version it has all the features um all the same modes all the same you know animations and everything you wouldn't and know the difference you really, wouldn't know the difference, of the graphics right? yeah. 
even i mean even then really like when you play in uh yeah you, you probably would notice if you play in like handheld mode but if you put it in dock mode it's it's pretty decent well uh, yeah and like you know i the one thing i will say about the switch version is like for the halftime report that they usually do with Shaq and uh ernie etc mm-hmm. i do have a problem with like the shading on the on their uh, avatars it's really oh, okay bad. it's pretty bad yeah. but, <laughs> it's but, really you, but are you bad. are you usually playing it in docked or handheld not that, not that that would make a difference i'm just curious docked oh, okay yeah that's not great but <laughs> but like that that's one of those things that like no matter what system you play it on 2k has consistently gotten hammered by critics for their awful lighting <laughs> so yeah the lighting, honestly, the lighting has not been good since like what 2k14 that which is that's crazy really sad <laughs> crazy that's the first game they made for the for the, that generation of consoles and they've it's been a kind and of it's gotten worse step back ever since but back to nascar um i like what i saw in the trailer uh definitely a step up from the heat games though that's not really saying much um it looks good. Graphics look good. Uh, the, the little bit of car physics that we saw in the trailer, I thought looked good. Um, looks like everything's modeled well. Um, one thing I did kind of have to take pause with is that, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the game will only include the Cup Series, right? Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. That's kind of an issue for me for career mode. Uh, one of the one of the things I've enjoyed about NASCAR games uh, in the past and present is uh, going through rising through the ranks, uh, starting in I mean, in, even in the old games you can start in like the modified series, uh, but even up to NASCAR Heat, um, they had like a fictional dirt series you start in, and then you move up to trucks, move up to Xfinity, and then finally in the Cup. Um, it's gonna be weird, like just starting off like first race of career mode is a Daytona 500, and I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so coming from me, um, I've been playing the NASCAR games since I was a wee child, and you know, the way I look at it is, I go back to like the older. EA NASCAR games. So I'm talking like 97, 98, 99, like, like PS1. 2001. Yes, exactly. Okay. So the first PS2 game for NASCAR was NASCAR 01, which frankly, it wasn't great. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, my criticisms of that game are that it was really bare bones. You could only drive with, I want to say it was like 18 cars on the track. Not great. And on top of it all, like, you know, it it just, the feeling wasn't right. Like the way the cars drove. Now, granted, this game did come out in 2000. Yes, like literally it was practically a launch title for the PlayStation. Yeah, because if I I remember right, uh, that was the first year. When the when the PS2 kind of first dropped, they kind that of is, just, yeah yeah they kind of just threw out all of the EA Sports games. I remember Madden 01. I, that was like a big big deal at the time. Madden 01. Uh, oh yeah, Eddie, Eddie George on the front. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, live live 01. Um, I can't remember who was on the cover of FIFA, but it, all all of the EA Sports games kind of dropped with the PS2. 
Yeah. And, you know, I, I mean, I guess for the time and the availability and everything, like, it's probably a great game. You know, yeah, I mean, you like, know, as a as a launch title, you know, for for new console, you can't really expect too much. No, but you know, with the next year, they completely tore the game down and entirely rebranded the series with NASCAR Thunder 2002, which it also had a PS1 port, which, in my opinion, is the superior version for those that go back and play. You know, definitely recommend that one. But anyhow, the reason I say that, yeah, the reason I'm withholding my judgment for this new NASCAR 21 Ignition is that's the kind of reset that I've come to expect with the series, with any NASCAR series. So, you know, NASCAR Thunder 2002, 2003, and 2004, though they all feature, you know, a 43 car field on the console that, you know, was the current gen at the time. Um, you know, they, they bumped it up to a 43 car field. Um, they had a very extensive career mode, which was, you know, mind blowing for the time and included all the tracks. So, um, you know, NASCAR Thunder 2004, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but like it's considered one of, if not the best NASCAR uh, EA Sports, it, just greatest NASCAR games in general. Correct? Yeah, I, I would say I would say uh, 04 is probably probably the crown jewel, mm-hmm. um, probably the most uh, positively received game. Um, oh yeah for sure a lot of people i know you like oh five um i like i like oh six uh because that was kind of the first one that i sunk a lot of time into but uh going back and playing oh four i've i've enjoyed like the little bit that i played of it so i can definitely see why people would say that the struggle is fun <laughs> yeah <laughs> but but yeah basically, shout, shout out to the huggers oranges truck Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, NASCAR 05. Um, I, I don't know how many people have actually gone back and done this, but on Legend Mode, I've actually won a championship in the first year that I drove the Huggers Oranges truck. And believe me, it was one of the hardest things I've ever done in any NASCAR game. <laughs> you have to basically just drag that truck along and just wheel it to victory. And you got to make a lot of people mad in the process. <laughs> but basically what I was trying to get at with the whole point is that, like, you know, some of the hallmark games of the series in the EA Sports franchise that everybody grew up with were that there weren't any of the lower series involved outside of, like, you know, there would be some Xfinity drivers then Bush in the game to kind of fill the field out. Yeah. And then NASCAR 05 kind of along with Dirt to Daytona, which was a separate series entirely, yeah. but another another game that is uh constantly fantastic. brought up as one of the uh more well-liked ones as well. For sure. I will say that uh to your point earlier about kind of stripping everything down to the studs, um something that needed to happen. <laughs> uh I think we can oh, all yeah. I think I think we can all agree that uh, the NASCAR Heat games were not what they needed to be for this generation of consoles. Uh, no. I don't. I don't. I I would honestly go out as 
to to even say and you and you can tell me if I'm wrong or if I'm off base here. Um I can't remember a remarkable NASCAR game over the last two generations. Um I think the Technics people started to figure it out with uh 11 no uh, honestly um inside line i think was Mm. pretty good um a lot of people have gone back to that one and pointed to it as being a good game and then um nascar what was was the last ea game oh nine yeah we don't talk about that one yeah (laughs) but yeah you technics um nascar 14 and 15 are considered really good games as Mm. is inside line and guess what all cup series <laughs> so you know like as much as it is like a mild disappointment that like you know these series that were you know pretty much built upon to help sell the heat franchise you know as much as it's sad that they're not there like I get it and also have come to expect it when, you know, the entire game engine is being built from the ground up. So, I mean, honestly, with this game, like, I'm really excited for it based on what I saw. Um, Like, the cars handle properly, it seems like. So, like, there was that one image or not that one image but that one like scene in the trailer where i think it was bubba hits the wall at texas and somebody like plows the wall in front of him uh the car folded up properly in front of him like when it hit the wall so that was cool and on top of that when bubba hit the wall with his right side his wheel hopped up a little bit that tells me that this game is going to handle a lot more realistically. And on top of that, like, you know, I like that they're, you know, going to show you the different arrow packages per track. Um, I honestly think, you know, having to adjust your car differently with the different arrow packages will be pretty neat and will add a different layer of difficulty to the game. Um, And, you know, I think that it'll probably be, you know, solely cup at least this year and maybe even the next year. But like after that, I have full confidence that they're going to, you know, throw the cup and Xfinity guys back in the game. Like I I did. I have seen a lot of people say that. um, Like just get the foundation of the gameplay right exactly and, and kind of worry about everything else afterwards i think i think there's that's that's a valid uh valid way to look at it uh there's a paint booth which the heat games just oh. did, not, did not have no um, no they fucking did. Uh, a pretty pretty uh glaring feature to overlook at least i think so um, yeah like i, I do, can't even i, can't I do even, like, wonder, design my own car yeah i do wonder what that will entail like will we get it to to go back to 2k like 2k you can pretty much upload any image and yeah are, are, are we going to be racing against some waifu cars online now uh, yeah, yeah like for like yeah like forza yeah or, or forza is another good example um like the forza, waifu you, wagons you can you can literally like 
go get a Corvette and Forza and just like make it Lightning McQueen. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's really fucking cool. Yeah, that'd be cool if you could you could go on this game and do like the cars lobby, like you race against like Chick Hicks, King. Yeah, I do think that was something. Hudson Hornet. It, yeah, Daryl Car Trip, uh, Jeff Corvette. You know that. Uh, what what is Blaney's name? Ryan Laney, I think, is literally what it is. <laughs> Speaking of Ryan Blaney, he's one of the three cover athletes. That's that is correct. It is Ryan and, Blaney, uh, Chase Elliott, and Bubba Wallace. Chase Elliott, this is his. Third I think this is his third time. cover that he's yeah. on. Also, also his father, um, Austin Bill from Dawsonville, is on the Champions Edition cover. Goodyear cars. Is it Champions Edition? It's Champions Edition. Okay. Yeah, Champions yeah, Bill, Edition. Bill, Bill, Bill is on the Champions Edition with his son. Yeah, which I, I mean, honestly, considering what Chase achieved last year, I'm fine with it. I don't give a shit. Yeah, no, no. I, like, I, 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 Jeff I and Jimmy were on like the, eight um, different covers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then that one year they had like Elliot Sadler on the cover. And then he got booted from the ride before the game even came out. <laughs> hate to see it. it yeah, it, it's a damn shame. But yeah, like, you know, I love that they're embracing – the younger drivers um obviously that's the uh that's the way the sports trending is like the young guys are finally starting to find their footing and they're starting to you know actually collect good finishes and stuff and i mean it's good for the sport um i've always i've always said that having a good video game um for any sport really is a good gateway to getting more people to watch it's definitely gotten me into more sports, um, kind of like the NHL. Like I, I started off just watching, I mean, playing the NHL games. Uh, FIFA, when I was really young as a kid, got me into soccer. So, you know, uh, just going on Twitch and seeing people stream this game, I think will allow for NASCAR to tap into an audience that they don't particularly get to do very often. Um, cause yeah. I, mean, like, I know, I know they do, I know they do the I racing events and everything and that's great, but I think games like I, well, I mean, can you even really call I racing the game? Um, it's more of a it, simulation. They, they, they do not like if you, call I know it. they, yeah, I know they don't, um, but it, it, I it's think, a fucking game. <laughs> right. <laughs> but my point being, I think that having more of kind of like a pickup and play type of thing, like, like the NASCAR, um, Thunder games back in the day. I think will be a good entry point for a lot of younger fans to uh, get into the sport. And that's always good. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, the last thing I really want to say about, you know, this game and, you know, it in general is, you know, the one thing that does concern me is like, when in 2022 are they going to put the next gen car in the game? You know, I would imagine it would come as a free update because I mean, if, if they're going to update, update the entire game to next gen, uh, I would imagine that they, that they would be pretty good about doing content because I know that the Heat games, I know it was just paint schemes, but they, they nickel and dime the shit out of you uh, with NASCAR Heat. Uh, well, I, I, because I remember the let me let me go on Steam right now and actually tell you. They did uh, say that when the cars get updated they will update the game so so right now there is you can buy nascar heat the base game 
for twenty dollars on uh, Steam right now. Still too much. <laughs> and there is a NASCAR Heat Ultimate DLC bundle, <laughs> which gives you access to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven car packs, which which really are just paint schemes. That's that's literally all they are. Uh, and that is that is thirty dollars. <laughs> Which Jesus. is which is literally more than the cost of the game. I mean, you may as well just get that one. <laughs> no, it doesn't include the game. This is just DLC. Wait, what? That yes, that's fucking no, stupid. Exactly. That's my point. So I'm I'm hoping that they kind of adopt the 2K model, where if you know roster moves happen, um, speaking in terms of 2K, or you know player art is to be updated, like you know when when a guy gets a haircut or whatever, they kind of update his hair. Um, cause I, it seems a bit silly to be paying for paint schemes. I, at least I think if you, now, if you want to have, have us unlock them, that's fine. But to make, make people pay for them, I think is a little bit egregious. Yeah. I mean, I, I never really liked that to be completely honest. Um, but like, you know, I have no control over it. Yo, I, I, mean, I know why they do it, you know? Yeah, you they, got, they want to make money. Like, yeah, I'm not. I'm not stupid. Yeah, but, you know. capitalism, things of that nature. <laughs> right. But you know, I think that you know it would be good to try to possibly um, try to possibly avoid that for the future. Um, obviously, I don't know how likely that is yeah. <laughs> but i think that'd be good i think that'd be really nice yeah if uh if we all, stopped nickel and diming people yeah all i can hope for just to finish us off is that this game is as good as the f1 games are if, 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 if that's what i can get out of this game i'm good yeah for sure um so I think the next thing that is on the old docket over here is there was a race finally this past yes. week. <laughs> yes, several, in fact, three, in fact. Yeah, and well, um, the truck race was fine. Um, it unfortunately got cut short and Austin Hill was practically gift wrapped another win, which I mean, cool, <laughs> like good for you, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, there's something to be it said. Sucks. For... It sucks for the, the um, guys who had like a chance to potentially get in the playoffs, yeah, for sure. And you know, I uh I don't care for it. Um, I think them scheduling two races on the same damn day was a stupid and absolutely yeah, horrible fucking when idea. We're the first, the first day back from a break. I don't think that was the best, uh, best course of action. No, no, do do not think so either. And what was it? What was it? On, what was it on Friday? Friday was just fucking Arca. Arca. That was yeah, it. They could have ran trucks Friday night. Well, fr- Friday evening they can't. Can't race there at night. Oh, they don't yeah, have lights. But yeah. but yeah, it's just that later in the day, Friday, they could have ran trucks. Yeah, definitely could have been done, and it it's just annoying 
I mean, I get that they're trying to, you know, like one day show it, two days show it, whatever. But like people will come for the Arca race. <laughs> so you may as well yeah. just go ahead and may as well just go ahead and have it. If you, yeah, if you go if you're gonna do two races, just do Arca and and uh and trucks. And trucks. Arca, Arca does not need the prime television slot. No, not at all. And then um on top of that, one thing that really frustrated me is like it's been 21 years since or not 21, but 20 years since trucks raced at Watkins Glen. Which, you know, not normally a problem, but when your entire, like, sequencing of qualifying is entirely based on if the track is new to the schedule, I think that the truck guys could have benefited from having qualifying. Because we have guys in the field like uh, Chandler Smith, Carson Hosovar, you know, all these young guys that are in the field who weren't even born the last time that trucks raced at Watkins Glen. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And you have guys like, you know, Johnny Sauter, um, Matt Crafton, who haven't raced there. Uh, Some of them likely ever. (laughs) Like Matt Crafton, I think, may have raced there in 2001 when they had their last race. And that's the last time he raced there. Like, I just feel like, it would have been a good idea to have had qualifying, but like, honestly, I don't think it played too much of a factor into the race. Yeah. Ideally, um, I would have liked to have seen it every time this season for any series when they reintroduce or introduce a track. Just agreed. To give the drivers some familiarity before they go out and race. But uh, I mean, I don't. Well, I mean, I don't really understand why that's not feasible. I understand the reasoning behind it, but I don't really agree with it. Uh, but that being said, I cannot wait until next season when we get back to qualifying and practice every weekend because it's, yes, it's necessary. Yes, <laughs> please bring it back. I'm starving for it. <laughs> um, but yeah, the truck race was fine. I thought it would be a little better. Um, but ultimately ended up being just fine, which honestly is better than it being a bad race. So yeah, yeah. I'm not going to, we'll, I'm not going to we'll, fucking we'll, complain. We'll about take it. a six and a half out of 10. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the Xfinity race kicked out. The race was, was great. I, I had a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I thought that the way they were battling was great. Uh, everybody pretty much kept it pretty respectful. Um, and Ty Gibbs was up at the front all day and took advantage uh, on the last restart, and AJ couldn't catch him. Um, I thought I thought Almendinger had it when he got the jump on the restart, and that is not what happened. <laughs> yeah, it's it's turns out it's hard to beat that Toyota. It it really is, <laughs> and I mean. I don't necessarily love Ty Gibbs' Twitter presence, but the kid can fucking wheel it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, He's, he can he can drive that car for sure. Oh, absolutely. Definitely has a bright future. Um, I think we will be seeing Talking him. about his name for a long time. Yeah, I think we'll be seeing him in the Cup Series sooner rather than later. For sure. Um, as for the Cup race, it was even better. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Cup race fucking rocked. <laughs> Um, 
I have no criticisms of the cup race. Um, I thought it was great. Would you say, would you say it was the best road race this season? Um, I, Daytona road. I Daytona rather road enjoyed Daytona good. road. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I thought Daytona road was pretty good. Sonoma was pretty good. Um, Coda was an outright disaster. Um, <laughs> yeah. She was I like, I liked road America, but I get why some people thought it was a mediocre race, but I was there. So like, it was a little different for me, obviously. Um, but this was the first road race since road America. And yeah, I would say it was the best of the year, even though uh, Daytona road course was really fun. Uh, the, the reason I would rank the road course below the Glen is of the obvious manufacturing of the finish. Um, The only reason it was a like ridiculous and really good race was because they threw that caution. So yeah. um, I mean, sometimes, sometimes you got to crack a few eggs to make omelet. So fair. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I kind of liked that this race at the Glen got to play out and what made it no, no funny, no funny business this time. No. And honestly, it created a really great chess match between Chase Elliott and his teammate Kyle Larson. And Larson took the lead from who did he take the lead from? Truex. He he passed Truex during the pit stops and uh, kind of set sail from him that entire last run. And Chase Elliott was on a different strategy and pit about, I'll say it was like seven to 10 laps later. So he had fresher tires and he was obviously going to be behind the eight ball because of it and had to make up a lot of ground. And then he went out and fucking did it. (laughs) He, uh, it was one of the best drives I've seen this year. Um, at a road course in a long time, uh, he he just kept coming. It was insane. I, I was like, one of the tires is going to fall off. One of the tires is going to fall off, and they just wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, he he, he, he just, needed he needed this luck at uh, where did he blow? Was it was it Dover? Or his which guy? His, about? Larson. Oh yeah, he he needed this kind of luck at Dover where his team got yeah. him out first. Yeah. Um, but I mean I'm sure they'll uh I'm sure they'll take the consolation prize. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but but yeah, like you know, Larson drove a masterful race, um, especially in the last few laps, because holy shit, I, I don't think I've ever seen a lot of cars like that. Yeah, it was on so a long much run. so much lap traffic. Yeah, on a long run. Like all of them clustered together. Like I've never seen anything like that. And he, though he lost like four seconds of his lead. Yeah. Um, he, I mean, he maneuvered through them and put all of them between him and chase before chase even got a crack through them. So, I mean, honestly mission accomplished. Yeah. The way, the way chase was running, I thought he was going to catch him, but then once he got all of that traffic in between them, it was, it was a done deal pretty much. All that, all that dirty air. <laughs> but yeah um 
though it would have been one of the best drives I've ever watched if Chase had like come back and taken the victory, but obviously that's not what happened. But still, yeah. a f- magnificent drive from him to even and make it's, it that it's, far. it's a testament to his talent that you would even think that he has a shot in that kind of position. I mean, I knew he had like a puncher's chance, you know. Yeah, no, but like, I'm 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 saying like a lesser driver, you wouldn't even be like, okay, he's he's got no shot. But but Chase yeah. Elliott, you like, yeah, he can he can there he it might not be likely, but it's it can happen. He is that dude at the road courses. Yes. So, yeah. Um. I guess. Um. I guess the one light bit of controversy that came from that race was you know. Um. Larson and Christopher Bell kind of got into it. So basically the situation at that point in the race was um, Truex was leading and Christopher Bell was hounding him for laps, trying to get around his teammates and Martin wouldn't budge. So uh, Larson entered the battle and um, my take on it is um, it's a, it's a no contest. Um, it was even Steven. Yeah. Um, Christopher Bell drove Larson practically into the inside wall on the front stretch, trying to block him. Uh, and then the next lap, they made contact in turn one and Bell went around. Um, yeah, you don't don't write checks you can't cash. So, um I think Bell did that on the front straightaway and ran out of room in turn one the next lap, and uh, something had to break. <laughs> yeah, it's only so much room on the track. Yeah, and, I mean, it sucks. I mean, but he still – his car wasn't damaged. Still got he his finished top, seventh? Yeah, he still got a top ten. Like, I mean, granted, he probably had a car worthy of winning, but, like, if you drive like that, then you're going to get driven like that back sometimes. Yeah, it's the risk you take. Yep. And, I mean, more power to him for being able to come back through the field and, you know, race race up to seventh. But, I mean, like I said, it's the risk you take driving people down to the inside wall like that. Um, we saw a similar situation like that happen in Formula One. So, yeah. So it's the risk you take. <laughs> you want you want to actually kind of address that? I know that's been I know it's kind of old hat. It's like now. a month old now. Yeah, but I I just want to say that I think anyone who and what what, what we're referring to is uh, the incident between Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen at where where what race was that? At Silverstone. At the British Grand Prix. Yes. Yes, indeed. Uh, lap one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Was it the first turn? It was the no, it wasn't the first <laughs> turn. It it was on the old pit straight. It, it was on the old front straight. But yeah, basically, um, Lewis uh, got on the outside of Max going into um, turn six, I want to say, mm-hmm. and Max kind of chopped him off which put him on the back foot going through turn seven. And Lewis got a good run coming out of there. And, you know, they came out of turn eight. And then Lewis 
started trying to make a move to the inside. Max threw a very aggressive block and then threw another one, almost putting Lewis in the inside wall. And then they get down to the corner, the end of the straight at Cops, and um, they played a big game of chicken. And um, Max, Max lost. lost. <laughs> yeah. Um, Max crashed pretty severely into the outside wall at pretty high speeds, but overall he ended up being fine. Um, Lewis served a 10-second penalty in the race. thought that was more than fair. Which, yeah, I mean, he had some blame in that. Honestly, I'd put it at a 50-50. I, I don't think either person was uh, not responsible. Uh, I think but with that think, said, with that said, I do think I don't think um, I don't think Lewis like set out to wreck him. No, of course not. And I, 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 I saw that being thrown around um, in, some, which is in some F1 insane. circles, which, yeah, which is just crazy to even consider that. Uh but at the same time, like we're out there racing, man. Like we like I mean, my my thing is like you know, he was Lewis had plenty of position to make that move. Uh-huh. There are people that have argued like uh he wasn't that far alongside uh their wheels, their front wheels were beside each other, so plenty of position. In my opinion, um, Max uh, on his helmet cam, you can see him turn and then turn harder after he looked in his mirror. So he was clearly trying to pinch Lewis off, which is fine, but like you kind of got to deal with the consequences. Yeah, that it's, a risk, go well. it's a risky move, it's a risky move, especially when you're that close. Playing chicken. They were playing high speed chicken. And, you know, I, Lewis, Lewis, I don't know if he would have made the corner. Um, but obviously we don't we don't know the answer to that. Like, and we never will. Yeah. Hindsight's 2020. Like you anybody can look at it, you know. Now yeah. now, now a month later and say, well, oh, a this person should have done this, this person should have done that. But in the moment, like in the, you, these are split second decisions that are being made from, from yeah. both, from both individuals. And I think had the roles been reversed, they would have done the exact same thing. Yes. Yes. That, that, that's my, which whole is, which is, which, this. yeah, which is why I don't understand a lot of the outrage. It, it's just that Max is the golden boy. Yes. That, that that is and i i mean i you know lewis is my favorite driver but i don't have anything against max Verstappen. i just if if it had been the other way around i i i would i would say max wasn't wasn't uh he didn't have malicious intent yeah like i mean they i wouldn't i wouldn't be happy wreck yeah i wouldn't be happy to lewis wreck but like i don't i i wouldn't have have thought it was because i wouldn't have called uh, max a cracker on twitter like, well, well, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's that's a whole different can of worms. 
but uh look look at this honky out here driving this energy drink car <laughs> lewis is, <laughs> lewis is gonna get that um regardless for, unfortunately yeah, he could lewis lewis could run a cleanest race of his life and still get called the n-word on twitter so that is unfortunately the world we live in indeed but yeah i mean if i had to like assign blame to that incident as much as I want to objectively be like 50, 50, I think Lewis might take like a little bit more of the blame because he, I realistically do not think at that shallow of an angle, he was going to make that corner. But like, once again, it's one of those things that like, I, we don't know. Yeah, we don't know and that for sure. Yeah, your judgment is also different when you're behind the wheel of a 200 mile an hour car. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like so, um, I mean, given how it broke, I think it. I think it's very easy to say that Lewis probably shares a little bit more of the blame. It'd probably be like a 55 Lewis, 45 Max, because like maybe, I said, yeah. that helmet cam angle was pretty damning. <laughs> like he he turns looks over turns more like uh, you kind of knew what you were getting yourself into so yeah but that also shows the difference between kind of the nascar and f1 communities like yeah for sure like nascar Um, like nascar this is over by like lap 100 like nobody (laughs) nobody like thinks about it twice until like f1 is f1 is an international incident oh yeah for sure um, what I did not like is just the desperation from fucking Red Bull and Christian Horner. Yeah. Like, just like, just fucking let it go. Like, it happened. A lot of crying. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't much care. I didn't much care for it. No, no, I didn't either. Um, and especially like, you know, the whole, yes, you know, Lewis faced a lot of racial abuse because of the incident. Like, it's more than usual, which is saying a lot. More than usual, yes. And your response to that is to briefly acknowledge it and then completely spit all over your acknowledgement of it by being like, well, Max faced abuse too online. Bullshit. Not even to the same extent. Yeah, I thought that was pretty pretty low from from red bull i, I kind of expected expected better from them there i i did too um but then that kind of brought us into the olympic break and to be quite frank i needed a fucking break from racing after <laughs> all that happened that day um so i guess you know that kind of brings me to you know nascar fans were fucking complaining incessantly Oh, we don't have our cars <laughs> driving fast. Well, oh. I do think I do think some of it is, and this is really true for any sport. You have a lot of people who are one sport fans, or mm-hmm. or and this even extends really to professional wrestling too. Um, so sometimes there are things that happen in pro wrestling that kind of mirror things that happen in sports. Mm-hmm. And people, because they don't watch traditional sports, don't really have a grasp on the concept or have a like idea of 
wh- like why something is happening. Like, like for example, like there's been times when the WWE has sent wrestlers to the performance center to like kind of brush up on their skills, which is kind of like getting sent to the minors. Yeah, kind of like a rehab start for like a like an injured pitcher is probably the, what what I would compare it to. Yeah. So like if you watch traditional sports, you don't really think of it twice. But if you if you're like tapped into the wrestling bubble and that's all you're into, you're like, well, well, you know, like this guy's a he's on he's on Rodri. Why is he going down to the PC? And you're like, well, you know, sometimes you just need to 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 tighten up a little bit. And I think that's the same with NASCAR fans in the Olympics. Like, not that every NASCAR fan is like this, obviously. But you have some people who are like so tapped into NASCAR, they kind of lose sight of the fact that the Olympics is a global event. Yeah. The Olympics and, is and like something that happens every two, four to four years, years, two to four years, depending on what your perception of the Winter Olympics is. Um, four, four years where it affects NASCAR. Yes. Winter Olympics doesn't really affect oh yeah when when olympics is 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 done and dusted uh before daytona so nothing 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 to worry about there um but yeah uh no this is a like billions of people watch the olympics every four years it is it's probably the biggest outside of the world cup it's probably the biggest uh sporting event on the planet definitely i mean the only one that didn't stop was F one, <laughs> yeah, and, like, because, hey. and and that's because it's a global event, <laughs> right? Well, also, also like NASCAR again is primarily an American sport. It's for it's an Amer- honestly very regional. For, for, yeah, yeah, really. Uh, but but I'm just saying in the grand scheme of like broadcasting, um, for an American audience, primarily. Yes. And who broadcasts the Olympics? NBC, the networks, the national NBC's. national broadcasting, broadcasting corporation company. Oh, whatever. Is it? Whatever I think it's. I think it's corporation. Um, might be. Might be company. You might be right. Uh, but re- either regard- way, yeah. Regardless, uh, NASCAR. We're in the we're in the second half of the NASCAR season, which means that NBC races, is running. Races it. are broadcast on NBC, so you can see. Why there might be a conflict of interest there? NBC. Let me see what they paid for the Olympics to compare to what they paid Holy for the NASCAR rights. NBC Olympic cause. It's 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 gonna be a lot. Spoiler alert. Oh yeah, billions and billions. Sev- several billions. NBC Universal paid twelve billion dollars for the rights to televise ten Olympic games through twenty thirty-two. Yeah, and you know that's. That's, you know, three weeks every four years. <laughs> NBC paid four point four billion for the rights to, to broadcast NASCAR for ten years. <laughs> so ten, yes, for ten years, yes. four hundred forty million every year. <laughs> Guess who's taking a back fucking seat? <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, it's just simple economics, and I. You know, not to devalue you, you NASCAR. Can't, can't like, speak we're, we're, this is a this is a this is a racing podcast. Like, obviously, we care about the sport, but like but sometimes, sometimes big bank takes little bank. That's just all it is, and that's fine. It's yeah, fine for a reasonable person. Yeah, and like the drivers are apparently advocating for 
a longer summer break in general. And frankly, I really liked having that time off. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> also, who wants to be in a fucking hundred degree car in the middle of <laughs> the middle of July and August Fuck in, the, no. in the South? No, no thank no, thank you. <laughs> but yeah, like at the end of the day, like in general, I'm in favor of shortening the schedule. I don't know if they ever would given the TV contracts currently, but yeah, I, I would love that. <laughs> yeah. I but, think a lot, a lot of sports could do with shortening the schedule. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I mean, I guess the one thing that I'll say about this is, you know, how do you justify it every year? Maybe mm. maybe throw the all star race in the middle of it. Mm, I like that. And have it in the Charlotte area, like, like just within like, like just, two like hours. Just make, just make a make a week out of it. Couple like take a break for mm. one week, then do the all star race one weekend, take another weekend off after that, and then come back. Like yeah, that's 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 more or less what. Uh, well, really, the NBA, the, the baseball is kind of like just a day now, but the NBA is just <laughs> like, hey, y'all got a whole week off, do what you want. Um, so I, I think, I think that's good in the NBA that they kind of just get some time to kind of decompress and 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 reevaluate, kind of halfway through the season. Uh, and I think it'd be good for NASCAR to get that same kind of um, same kind of break. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of contentious topics where there is a fan and driver disconnect, um, Indianapolis Motor Speedway is hosting the races this weekend, but not on the Oval, as is tradition. They are going to the road course. A lot of different opinions on this decision. Um, Here's where I stand. Um, For whatever reason, the racing at the Indy Oval has been bad for some years. And, I mean, I think it's got to do with the aero dependency of the cup car over the past decade and a half, really, since the Car of Tomorrow debuted. And that's not to shit on the Car of Tomorrow. It's just that when you have a track like Indianapolis, it's it's an incompatible car with that kind of track and i've honestly advocated for them going away from the oval course for a few years now Uh, ever since they started you know switching the dates around i was just like this is not good (laughs) this is not a good thing so um i'm welcoming this change um i'm willing i'm willing to see it see it out i'm you know i i think we can evaluate um whether or not it was a success uh well yeah after it happened after this week right i I, but i'm but i'm i'm going into it with an open mind if you want my true honest opinion on it what they really should do is you race the road course either every other year or race it for three years straight and then during an olympic year you run it as your last race before the break on the oval 
mm-hmm. make it special. Yeah, make it a, make it an event. Yeah, because right now that's kind of the problem. Racing on the oval is not attractive for the fans, at, for whatever reason. And I mean, they haven't really been packing the stands there in the last few years either. So my thought process is we need to do something to make it special again. The only way you're going to do that is if you either alternate it every other year or do what I recommend, make it kind of like a prelude to the Olympics. I think that'd be great. (laughs) Yeah, the send-off, because you know you're about to go on break. On NBC, who is going to host the Olympics. Yeah, big NBC. Not not NBCSN, which won't exist after this year. I don't even know what they are. That's that's another topic for another time. USA USA Network. It'll be on USA. Oh, okay. Okay. That's that's better than what I thought it was going to happen. USA or it's going to the cock. No, I thought it was going to the cock. I definitely thought it was going to the cock, but... um. Yeah, no, big, big, they're like, if, if, if NBC is going to have the rights, there are a certain, and, and they're going to have the second half of the season, there needs to be certain races that are just non-negotiable on big NBC. I think they do. I think they do that. Well, yeah, like the championship of like most of the, what, how are, are all of the, um, are all, oh no, all the playoff races aren't on NBC, right? I don't think so. A good amount are like the lat, like the ones that really, really, really matter. Yeah, they are. I but, think I think the Southern Five Hundred is on Big NBC. I think yeah. the Bristol Night Race, because it's also a cutoff race, is on Big NBC. Talladega, um, probably the Roval. If I had to take a guess, because the thing the thing race. about M- the thing about NBC is like it makes sense for them to have it on Sundays because they don't have anything during the day. No, it's it's like either they, it's either fucking NASCAR or golf, or uh, random like they do they do they have like figure, programming. figure skating and shit on during the <laughs> during the day, um, field hockey, lacrosse things. Yeah, of exactly. Uh, <laughs> but but yeah, no, yeah. like that's that's a pretty strong like one two combo to go from like a big race to uh, Sunday night football. Yeah, and like Denny, Kevin, um, a lot of drivers in the field have expressed kind of a disappointment that it's going away from the Oval. Yes. Because there is that, you know, it's still fucking Indy. It's the racing capital of the world. Yeah. And, you know, there's still that mystique of racing on the Oval. And I get that. And I don't want it to be gone forever, but like we need a refresh. <laughs> yeah, and so, so I, I think a lot of the drivers, just in general, are kind of change averse for a lot for a lot of things. Um, I think a lot of them are kind of set in their ways on how they want things to be done. They're very uh, regimented, which I mean, in some in some respects, is a good thing. Uh, but sometimes I think it's worth taking a step back and and just reevaluating um, things from different perspectives, whether that be from a entertainment perspective. Because at the end of the day, like yes, this is a sport, but it's also an entertainment product. 
and also from a business standpoint like what the, like what is at the end of the day nascar is going to do what they think is best for nascar honestly whether we like it or not yeah i mean i do think some of the drivers are change averse i don't think denny is one of those people no denny Kyle bush <laughs> i don't not. think I, I don't think kyle bush is change averse i I think Kyle Busch is just anti-stupid, which is why he's against the, <laughs> which is why he's against the Atlanta repave, uh, and I am too. I think it's dumb, <laughs> but we, we can get into that another day. Um, yeah, like I don't think Kevin's necessarily change averse, but like Denny definitely isn't. Denny has advocated for uh, shorter races. Um, like duration wise, which I think would definitely help boost the sport a little bit. Um, but yeah, just in general, like, like I said, my, my stance on the whole thing is like, I get where the drivers are coming from and I, I want them to go back to the oval at some point, but there needs to be something done, whether that be, you know, from the engineering of the car changing to make the racing better or something done with the length of the race like yeah now now something now if you needs put them, to be if done. you put them if you put them out there next year with the next gen car and give it a shot <laughs> put them on the oval and it's still bad then at that point it's kind of like Okay, we know what we know what the uh, it might could be a wrap. <laughs> we know what we know what the culprit is, yeah. But at the same time, like you know, they go out there next year with the, the next gen cars on the oval and have a banger. So, is that the way? Well, like see? my thought process is, you know, if it if it's not great and you take the cars away from there for three or four years, and you know, kind of get these guys, you know, shaken off of their comfortability. And you make them race there. Uh, I think it can make the racing a little bit more desperate, a little bit better, a lot harder. You know, yeah. I think, they, I think let that would be let them let them fight with it a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Make make, make them struggle. That's what we want. <laughs> but I say all this to say I'm excited for the road course. I mean, it's a Formula One grade course, and the Xfinity Series put on a fucking show last year. That three wide pass for the lead by Chase Briscoe. And, and now awesome. that that we have already had a turd at the other uh, F1 graded <laughs> road course this year, an I embarrassment. Yes, am uh, simply hoping for a good race. I mean, I hope for, I hope for a good race every week, but you know. as am I. Um. So who who you got this week? Uh, just for cup. Let's let's not even think about IndyCar. <laughs> <laughs> or um, or Xfinity because at- Alonso Jr. No, um, <laughs> not good year. <laughs> Elio Castro Jr. Johnson. Uh, <laughs> uh, Chase Rex Elliott. White. <laughs> I'm going with Chase. Going with Chase. Um. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's hard to pick against either Chase or Larson. Yeah, but, that that was kind uh, of my 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 ace in the hole. I thought about thought about Chris Bell. I'm gonna um, do it anyway. Okay. 
I'm gonna pick a an outsider. Okay, you got Ross Chastain. It will be the final win for Ganassi, and here's why I say that that's how it's gonna go down. He finished, I want to say sixth last year at in the Xfinity race. He showed good speed all day. Um, in addition to that, he is at Indianapolis with a higher horsepower cup car, which he has proven at the road courses to be pretty competent this year. I mean, he finished top five at Coda and would have had the fuel to make it to the end. So he would have finished even higher than that because chase likely would have had to pit. Um, he raced really well at, um, out Jesus road America raced really well there. Um, he raced really well. I don't know how well he did at Sonoma off the top of my head. I think he got a top 10 there, even though he was caught up in a late accident. Um, but in general, like he's been pretty impressive this year on the road courses and Ganassi's program on the road courses has been pretty solid in general. Yeah. Chastain was seven fit Sonoma. See, there we go. Um, I think knowing Chip and how seriously he has always taken the Indianapolis Cup races, he's going to really, with this being his last year and wanting to get that 42 car another win, he's going to put in his best chips, no pun intended, at the center of the table and try to get both of his cars into the playoffs, which I'm not sure he's had happen ever. Yeah, I don't think so, which, no, that's not true. That's not true. In 2019, Kurt and Larson both made the playoffs, but still, like, it's only happened once. I think he's going to put all of his efforts into the 42 car winning and getting into the playoffs this weekend. And with how well he ran there in the Xfinity car last year, I have a feeling that's how it's going to go. I think he's going to run well. And then through some circumstance, whether that be, you know, fuel strategy or, you know, everybody eating shit in front of him, which I think is definitely a possibility <laughs> considering Always. how the, considering how the first Roval race went. I, I Always can't a possibility. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think Ross definitely has a very good chance of winning this race. Um, other guys I would look out for are Chase Briscoe, who did win last year, uh, Austin Cendrick, who ran well. I don't know if Dinger is going to be in the race, but I suspect he'll do well. But obviously, I think the front runners are Larson and Chase that mm. you should look out for. Um, but my pick will be Ross this weekend for sure. I think he okay. has a really strong chance of winning this race. And if not him, Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> just just get nasty all the way, huh? I, I'm telling you, I, I think that the Penske cars outside of Brad, who no offense to him, I just I don't know what happened. He is ass at road courses right now. Um, I don't know why, but he's it just hasn't been there. Like he was awful at Coda. Um, I don't remember seeing any positive performance out of him at the Daytona Road Course. I don't remember seeing him do well at Sonoma. Um, I know at Road America he performed mediocre. 
think he finished like 13th, which I remember looking at it after the race and being like, wow, really? <laughs> yeah. Um, and at Watkins Glen, as we just saw, he could not get into turn one without smoking his tires and spinning out. So um, I think Joey and Ryan will have a good day because it's Roger's track. <laughs> so, um, and Cindric as well. I think he will have a good run. And even De Benedetto, who had a good run this past weekend um, at Watkins Glen, he's typically I was, pretty okay I was glad to see that because he's had a uh, he's had a rough year. Yeah, I mean it's a lot of his own doing. So don't say I feel as bad. Anyhow, um, so you're locking in with Chase. I'm locking in with Ross. We'll uh, guess we'll see who does better out of those two, but. <laughs> Um, next race on the schedule, I believe, is Michigan. Michigan. And um, seeing as we're going to take a week off in between this next episode, um, I'm going to take Kevin for that one. I think he's going to finally break through and win. Michigan, uh, well, you know, I'm biased, but since you're taking your guy, I'm going to take my guy too. Go Denny Hamlin. I mean, they both finished first and second there last year. Um, Kevin winning both legs of a double header for the first time. I want to say since like Richard did it in like the sixties, probably. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, definitely think Kevin and Rodney will have something good cooked up for that, but wouldn't count Kyle Larson out. It is a two mile uh, track. It's a, it's a racetrack. I wouldn't count <laughs> Kyle Larson uh, well, at, at, at this well, point. That's fair. <laughs> But uh, anyway, racetrack, uh, slab of dirt, uh, corn, grass, whatever you got, he he'll run on it. <laughs> yeah, he's slick wood. Uh, but anyway, that's uh, that's all we got for today. Um, we appreciate you guys tapping in to proceed with caution. Um, if you want updates on when the next episodes are going to come out, follow us on Spotify or you can follow us on Twitter at FKA Podcast. That. Uh, you know, is basically a whole, you know, network that'll tell you when this podcast and our other one that focuses on television uh, will come out. Uh, you can also follow me at Dirt Reynolds 23 on Twitter. And you can follow me and Nike's on my tweet. And we, uh, like I said, we appreciate you guys tapping in. We hope you come back next time. And we, uh, like I said, hope to see you again. And Mellow Man might be dropping a watermelon victory lane this weekend. We'll see.